Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, where you're your host, Tim and Julie Harris. We're broadcasting live, as always, from lovely Austin, Texas. And it's kind of exciting, Julie. I was looking at the radio statistics on Blog Talk prior to today's show, and we now have listeners. I mean, I should look again so I can give you accurate information. We now have listeners in what appears to be – let me go look. I'm going to look, actually, because this is worth listeners knowing. I believe we have listeners in nine different countries now. Okay, I'm going to wow. take a glance. pretty cool. Yeah, I know. Isn't it crazy? Uh, okay, here we go. Yep, we have listeners in um, – actually, we have significant listeners in the United Kingdom, in New Zealand, in Canada, and obviously the United States. We have now have listeners down in um, – significant listeners, I should say, in Australia. We have listeners now in some of these European countries where they don't even speak English as their main language, but there you go. Germany, I see we have, we're picking up a lot of listeners in France, Italy, of course, Spain. So I think it's really incredible that, in, you know, Julie, in the emails I get and the comments I see, we're attracting folks listening to the podcast that aren't just in real estate. You know, I had a, an email yesterday with a very nice guy who was basically in, uh, he works for Adobe, and he's probably huh. listening. Don't worry, don't worry I won't say your name. And he was, he's been listening to us because he's been trying to basically bridge out of Adobe. That's the reason I won't say his name, you know, quit working there. Mm-hmm. And he wants to uh, get into real estate. And we were having a conversation about, you know, all those types of things. So it's fascinating to me that we're attracting a lot of listeners that are of the entrepreneurial business, uh, you know, kind of that bucket opposed to strictly real estate agents. It doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me. Because the fact is, guys, when you get really good at running your real estate practice, the score, the core skills and the strengths and really basically the disciplines of being successful in this industry will make it so that you can be successful in pretty much any industry. So I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that we have so many people outside of real estate that are starting to hear our message. It's, it's exciting, I have to say, though. It really, truly is exciting. Uh, so, Julie, I believe you have a shout-out. You have somebody uh, you'd like to give some um, acknowledgement to. And then we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday how to eliminate the 3 a.m. real estate night sweats. That's right. And hopefully I'm saying her last name correctly. I think it's Chance. It's T-S-C-H-A-N-Z, Courtney Chance of uh, Roaring Fork Sotheby's in the Denver, Colorado area. And she writes, I just wanted to reach out to you and say thank you. I sincerely appreciate your time today. Now, Courtney is in our premier coaching class, and sometimes things will happen there, and I'll reach out and talk to you guys personally, but she's referring both to the daily call. And then we had a nice conversation yesterday. She said, I came away from our call with a renewed sense of self-worth and accomplishment, as well as as a very clear understanding of what I need to start doing, stop doing, and keep doing. It's manageable. I'm truly amazed again at the interest your company takes in me and my business. The conversation we had is exactly what I was looking for, and it keeps me in a forward motion of building and branding. I look forward to continued success with your team in my corner. I thanked Alicia, a colleague of mine, for referring me to you when I was looking for more. 
The part of real estate sales that no one ever bothers to tell you, the only thing you have once, to become, once you become an agent is that now you have a license to be sued, but nothing else. You still know very little about actual sales or self-promotion. I can't tell you the first or last time I was actually asked how many sections there are in a township. Laugh out loud. I'm ready for that one. But again, the ways I'm investing my money, uh, this is only one, the only one that keeps me on track and keeps me accountable. Thank you again. I'll be looking for you at, uh, as I reach the million-dollar mark. I'm sure it will be a phone call that we'll share. Good luck to you and all you do. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and gift. Warm regards from Courtney Chance in the Denver area of Colorado. So Courtney is a great example of somebody who is reaching out, being coachable, asking for help, and recognizing, I think she's right, Tim, you know, I, I do think that it's a disservice that agents get licensed and can exist for decades without having any real sales training. You know, not even like, you know, guess what? Nobody's taking money out to pay your taxes. <laughs> you know, there's a light bulb that hits agents now and then. Um, you know, basic skill stuff that they're not getting from licensing, from continuing ed, even from their brokers and managers. So we try to fill in that gap, and I always appreciate a nice email like that from Miss Courtney. And I know she's going to be so one I'm of gonna, I'm gonna, Go I'm going to give you the flip side to that, okay, because we obviously work with a lot of brokerages and a lot of offices and a lot of office managers and all the rest of it. And I know the industry loves, like an in-men you read all the time, why aren't brokers training? Well, I'll tell yeah. you why brokers aren't training, because for the most part, agents won't listen. Agents That's won't true. participate. Not all Agents the won't fault. show up for it. And it was exactly. So base, the, the paradigm in real estate in this industry is that you're independent contractors. You're responsible for everything. You basically work for yourself. But the laws are set up in most states that you have to have a broker, and the broker has to obviously you know, keep track of your paperwork and do certain you know, legal things and the rest of it. But outside of that, the broker really isn't responsible to do anything with you, and you're an independent contractor. So there's always that sort of that rub and that relationship that people become real estate agents because they don't want to be told what to do or how to do it or – I mean, and those people usually are the ones that end up failing, by the way. The ones that get in because they want to be cowboys, the ones that get in because they want to be gunslingers, do it their way, figure out how they're going to do it, you know, kind of buy leads and just do this sort of half-assed way of approaching, you know, business. They're the ones that don't last 24 months. But when I hear and I read that, uh, you know, people are bagging on brokers because they're not doing training, I completely understand because most it would be in most brokerages' offices, it's an utter waste of time because most agents won't participate in it because of the mindset of most agents. It's only a small percent, less than 10% of the agents out there that actually recognize the importance of getting an education and keeping your skills frosty and constantly moving forward. It's only a small percent of the brokers out there that realize that if they start, like we have partnered with many brokerages around the country where we basically provide that training for their agents, their brokerage more or less endorses us, um, you know, introduces us to the agents, and after that it's up to them. And the agents pay us for their training, and then we give that, give that brokerage an exclusivity, like we won't uh, offer our uh, training to anybody else, any of their direct competitors, and it becomes a USP for them to recruit other agents. In other words, if you join my brokerage, you're going to get an exclusive opportunity to join Tim and Julie's coaching program. If you join the other one, that's our competitor, you won't because we have an exclusivity arrangement with Tim and Julie. Those types of relationships do work when it comes to training, but it is amazing and strange to me that brokers – I know there's a lot of good brokers that try to do training, and they have an office with a 1,000 agents, and they do the best training ever. You only have maybe, if you're lucky, 25 or 50 agents show up. So, I mean, I'm kind of tired of hearing brokers getting blamed for that because it's not really – it tells me – and every time I read an article where someone's blaming brokers for lack of training, 
I know for a fact that person really has no real practical real estate experience and has no idea what the hell they're talking about, has never been a broker, has never been an agent. They're just passing gas about something that seems like something that would uh, that they back. should say. So you brokers out there, I've got your backs. That's what I'm telling you. I've got yeah, your backs. Yeah, and, and let me be clear, too. Courtney's with a great brokerage of Sotheby's, and she does. She is surrounded yeah. by some really strong agents there. I know her brokerage. So it's certainly not all of them, but I do think that there is a sense, especially with the, the newer agents, they get their license and then it's like, okay, well, now what? And if they're not in an office that takes them by the hand and says, all right, do A, B, and C, then there's a lot of agents that float around there for years. And so whether you guys are using us as a supplement or as your core training, we're trying to fill in the gaps there. Um, but, you know, I think you're right that it's not just the broker. The agent has to have some accountability and responsibility. It's the same reason why they say, you know, oh, the leads suck sometimes. Well, no, your lead follow-up sucks in some cases. So it's all about accountability at the end of the day, I think. Yeah, well, and stuff that actually works. And look, Julie, we don't need to get off this far off on a tangent, yep. but really at the end of the day, at the end of the day, guys, here's really the bottom line. Every single one of you listening, and I'm, I have to reach out to our non-real estate folks who are listening as well. You you have to have a, a sense of ultimate responsibility. You know, your the your fate, you, your everything that happens forward in the future is determined by the decisions you make today. And the best way to determine whether or not, frankly, to, deter, to predict, rather, what your future is going to be like is look at your past, right? If you have nothing but increasing success and you have nothing in your past other than accomplishments and you're really good and you're probably going to experience that going forward. When we get a new coaching client, I always ask them the question, uh, what are the like the three the highlights reel of your of your life so far? What are the three or four or five greatest things that you have uh, ever accomplished in your life? And I have to say, sometimes people cannot think of one. Other times they'll say, "Well, I was an Olympic athlete. I was did this. I wrote a book. I climbed my mountain. Whatever, you know, all those types of things." So the the disciplines of having actually accomplished things of significance in your life, those can be learned at any age. But if you haven't done something uh, significant in your life, and maybe you have to go all the way back to your in high school or grade school, maybe you won a spelling bee or something, that counts. Okay, you, you did something competitive and you won, even if it was 50 years ago, it still counts. But the truth is, is your uh, likelihood, your probability – of succeeding on your own, of succeeding uh, where you have not succeeded before is about zero. That's just a stone-cold fact. And you guys are going to say, well, Tim, you're just trying to sell us coaching and training. Well, yes, I am, of course. But the reality of it is, is that's the greatest indicator of future potential is look at what you've accomplished in the past. Everyone can agree to that, right? So if you don't have a track record of constant successes, of being able to basically be independent and actually hitting, um, you know, hitting it out of the park consistently, and you're actually finally serious about kicking ass in real estate, if this is your thing, if you've realized that you are in the right place at the right time and you're going to take the right actions, and, again, you don't have this long history of being uh, successful at a multitude of things, you need a coach. You don't need to buy leads. You don't need to, you know, form a team. <laughs> Excuse me. You don't need to worry about your CRM, worry about your branding, worry about your this, the other thing. You need to hire a coach. And if it's not us, it should be somebody else. But make sure whoever you hire to be your coach has actually sold real estate at a high level consistently and has coached at a high level consistently for years. Uh, if you cannot find someone who's got both of those levels of experience, if it's just someone who is a, a top-producing agent, don't assume because they're a top-producing agent they know how to coach. And if you have someone who is a coach but never a top-producing agent, don't assume they know anything about real estate because they don't. Okay? 
So that's the reality of it. You guys intuitively know what I'm saying is true. If you're not ahead of where you want to be, if or okay, let me break this down. If you do not have clearly defined set goals so far this year, you need to accomplish that. The easiest way for you to do it is just complete the real estate treasure map. It's our free bill, uh, free uh, fill in the blank business plan. We get great feedback about it all the time. Uh, great emails about it. People thanking us for it. It's free. You can download it anytime. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and we also give you Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate and other books as well. And you'll also be entitled to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches who will actually get you, help you get started on the real estate treasure map. So here's the thing. If you're not ahead of your goal for this year, if you're not actually ahead of where you want to be based on your real estate treasure map, on your business plan, you have a problem. Because there's really good chances that for the rest of the year, it's going to get more challenging. You know, all kinds of different reasons to believe that. But just accept the fact that it's going to be, you're going to have to work a little bit harder. So if you're not already ahead of where you want to be uh, this year, you probably need to make a dramatic course adjustment, and you need to do it immediately. Now, if you're behind where you want to be uh, or not even close to where you want to be, look, if you don't make some radical, just absolutely – throw it all against the wall, massive action. If you don't do that now, you're going to lose this year as far as the potential that you had. Stop waiting for the magic email. Stop waiting for the magic phone number or the phone call. Stop waiting for the magic referral. Stop waiting for the person to walk in your open house. Stop waiting for the, you know, the company to sell you a buyer lead. You guys are going to miss this year. 2017 is going to be the year that got by you that you could have and should have, but you didn't because you knew and you, you didn't take the right actions. You actually positively sat around and waited for somebody to feed you opposed to going and getting the business yourself. You guys know what I'm saying is true. You cannot argue with it. You just have to have the courage. You have to have the gumption. You have to have – I don't even know what the other word would be. You have to be willing to get past your own BS, guys, and finally take – your stick to itness. You have to finally be willing to seize the opportunity that's right in front of you. You do have, you are at the right place at the right time. You are selling real estate at probably one of the best times in our lifetime so far. You do have, you know, if you, wherever you're selling real estate in the United States, you're selling real estate in a great market right now. So if you're not absolutely kicking ass this year, you've got a problem and you need to ask for help. You can email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. So, Julie, let's pick up where we left off yesterday. Yes, we're talking about how to eliminate the 3 a.m. real estate night sweats forever. You know, when you wake up in the middle of the night and freak out about something having to do with your business. So if you missed yesterday's podcast, you can get caught up, and we're going to start, I think, on point number three today, uh, which is, remember, we're getting rid of the 3 a.m. real estate night sweats here. Think before you speak. This means before you speak to others, but also before you speak to yourself, Get out of judgment and into curiosity. That's something Howard Britton used to say. Instead of using judgmental words like always and never, instead adopt, it's too soon to tell. It's too soon to tell if this deal is in the tank. It's too soon to tell if that client or agent or prospect really meant it that way. Make a commitment not to call a volatile agent, broker, client, or prospect back when they're upset. Instead, require of yourself a 20-minute meditation. Think before you speak. You'll find both you and they are much more calm, more reasonable, and less stressed. Take a breath. You know, it's, this is why you guys, when you get into your voicemail and something happens, don't call immediately back. Wait 20 minutes because sometimes it's actually going to resolve itself. Sometimes the person that didn't think before they called you is going to get a grip 
And either way, you're going to be in a better place when you talk to them if you're not so reactionary. And I see this a lot in real estate, Tim. It's like even the slightest thing can set agents off sometimes if they're having a crappy day or whatever the case may be. You've got to train yourself, think before you speak. Those of you who have kids are probably always saying that to them. Think before you speak. Think before you act. Look before you leap. I mean, these are like life rules that we all grew up on, but we have to remember to use it in real estate. Think before you speak. Anything you want to add to that point, Tim? Well, I know we both do this. If we have something that like – Basically, we give ourselves a 24-hour cooling off period. Now, this fortunately doesn't happen very often, but you guys are going to have assholes that creep up in your life. It's the nature of it. And so when you have an asshole that creeps up in your life, you you, you want to tell them off, write a nice little email, make sure you put it in your drafts folder and you don't hit send, and think about it overnight. Give yourself some cooling off time, and if you still feel, feel like being confrontational in the morning, go for it. But I'll give you a little you know, secret maybe that might be useful for all of you. It's never worth being confrontational, ever. There's no point in it. When you're confrontational, it's sort of just like when you complain. Like Complaining and confrontation all have the same type of effect. You basically just create more of it. So when you're complaining about anything, you just basically become a negative complaining person. You know, you're, you're certainly never going to get the most out of you know, your potentiality. Well, the same goes true you know, when you're in, in a, any kind of negative mental state. So be careful about what you say. Be someone who rises above it. And you guys know this, especially if you're Christians and really any religion, but one of the greatest gifts you can give to yourself is going to be forgiveness. So when you have somebody that, even if it's somebody that, you know, frankly, tries to really cause you harm, the best and easiest thing for you to do is forgive them because then that negative emotion, which would just manifest more negative emotions, is set free, and you can just for, uh, focus on your forward motion, being of service to other people, and making money. I know that is a message a lot of you guys need to hear this time of year because there's a lot of stress out there because of the nature of the market, and you're going to have a lot of people doing shady stuff, and when that happens, just basically forgive them, smile, move on, focus who you can be of service to and making money. Make sense, Jules? Absolutely, it does. It's just more peaceful that way. And, you know, a lot of this can touch on the whole ego issue. You know, is it more important for you to feel like you were right and you won, you know, in spite of all the consternation that that causes and the conflict? Or can you just breathe and let it go and say, you know what, I don't have to win. I win when my clients win, and I'm going to do the right thing for them. You know, I remember when we were in the thick of it, we're cranking out so many transactions, and things would come up. We always had this filter that, well, maybe not always, but I think we developed the filter that said, as long as you're doing the right thing for your client, you should be able to sleep well at night because that's what it's about. And furthermore, that is what your agency law says that you're doing, and it's what your client believes that you're doing. might not always feel that way, but as long as you're doing the right thing for them, you should get rid of the 3 a.m. real estate night sweats. But that said, point number four Keep your perspective. It's real estate. It's not brain surgery. What is actually going on and what you think is happening may be two different things. Gather your facts before you make your plan. Be the non-reactive business person that you wish to be. Commit to being the leader of all of your transactions, not the follower, not the one who's reacting all the time. Negotiation is bringing parties together, not having to be right all the time. And I think that by itself probably could be a whole podcast to keep the perspective in real estate. 
And, you know, it's, I know that sometimes when you're in your voicemail and email and your text, it sounds like it's a life and death thing because people flare up and get volatile. Sometimes it may be you that's doing that, but it's not actually brain surgery. Things are going to work out. It's just real estate. It's just business. And I, I think have to remember, yeah, that's well, hard we have to remember, people. Julie, mm-hmm. we have to, so a lot of you guys might take for granted the fact that you're used to being in stressful situations that sometimes come up through negotiations, right? I mean, you're used to dealing with people's emotions. Sometimes you could be dealing with the nicest little old lady that you've (laughs) ever met in your life, and then when you have her house listed, she literally is somebody who you suspect strongly has heads in a freezer in her basement, okay? I mean, that's the nature of people. So what you have to remember as a a real estate practitioner, you're going to be dealing with people during what will be and is, uh, you know, according to pretty much every major study, some of the most stressful things in someone's life. I mean, the you know the death is uh, the death somebody dying, somebody a baby being born, you know, moving, relocation, job loss. You know, there's all there's like a list of the ten stress most stressful things. Well, chances are you're dealing with people when they're going through like two or three of these things. I mean, how often do you deal with someone that's selling because they had a new job? Well, now you're dealing with the selling, the buying, and the new job. So these people all of a sudden have been hit over the head with a two by four of stress. And most people, you included, listeners, design your entire lives to avoid stress, don't you? You design your entire lives to avoid conflict. Well, so do most of the people you deal with. They're not like you are, who's basically decided that you're going to make your living by solving other people's stressful issues. That is the essence of what you do. So, yeah, you're going to have people that act like jerks sometimes, and it's your job to suck it up buttercup and move on. It's your job to basically not get in the fray. It's your job to rise above it. And remember, your highest and truest purpose of being a service to other people, and sometimes that means falling on your sword. Sometimes that means not fighting back. That means not sending a terse email. That means not getting in the mosh pit of nastiness. It means basically getting the transaction done, doing the greatest, most ethical job you possibly can, uh, and then getting paid. That's what you get paid for. That's what your job is. That's what you do. Being confused about that means you're just going to be one of these agents who has their head constantly full of drama, who never makes any money. Okay, Don't be that agent. (laughs) Julie, next point. Yeah, that's right. Number five, stress is what makes you shine. The difference between a lump of coal and a priceless and beautiful diamond is the pressure the coal has endured. So when Uh, you're starting to hide out from stress, oh, my God, I'm so stressed. This is, you know, I can't take another deal. Just remind yourself, you have a choice of being a lump of coal or a priceless, beautiful diamond. I think diamonds are a lot prettier, personally. I think, you know, that's a nice thing. But you've got to realize that that's the difference, is the pressure that the coal has been under. And I think, you know, I I just had a, a uh, great coaching call with one of our premier members, um, Joe Fair. And we were talking about the need for going simply going on more listing presentations to build up confidence and experience and all of that. And that, you know, to some degree, I think that that's the pressure that, you know, if you're right now the coal that's getting the polish to turn into the diamond, it's okay to go on some appointments where you don't feel like you're absolutely, you know, ready to rumble. You don't have to be perfect at everything. You've got to realize that there is some stress in work. That's why they call it work, not vacation. And that's normal. And the more you build that up through going on a variety of different types of appointments, meeting with a variety of different people in a variety of situations, 
that's when the shine starts to come off of the coal. You know, that's when when you start to get polished up, and then it's like the world is your oyster. But I think some agents are right on the precipice, and then they back off before they get that shine. So next point is number six, be a specialist. I started to touch on this. Be a specialist in versatility. Be able to handle a variety of people in a variety of situations. Versatile agents who transform to be more like their clients always make more money. Non-versatile agents are the ones who are living paycheck to paycheck and are mostly broke. Why? Why do the ones that are more versatile make more money? Because they're able to help more people. It's very, very simple. Tim, you always say if you're not making the money that you need to make based on your goals, it's because you haven't figured out how to help enough people yet. It's really true. I mean, I can't be much more clear than that. So be a specialist in versatility, and you will find yourself making more money. Last point, number seven. Let's just touch on that because versatility in real estate is becoming to mean one thing, either Myers-Briggs or DISC. Mm, And and, uh, guys, we're we're working on coming out with a free DISC test that all of you guys can take. But if you're longtime listeners, you know that most of what DISC is is just sort of a – I think a understanding, a loose understanding overview. of people's personality types, an overview. And Julie, I want you to do the last point, okay? So the uh, it's an overview. So don't be thinking that it's a complete like I. It sickens me to see how many brokerages, agents, trainers treat DISC like it's gravity, like it's an actual law. It's not. DISC is about the softest of soft sciences that there possibly is. The same guy, Dr. Marston, who created DISC, also created the Wonder Book character. I just gave it away. The the comic book character (laughs) Wonder Woman, right. I mean, so guys, you've got to kind of realize a lot of the stuff that's out there that people are saying is true isn't. It's just a bunch of hype. So, Julie, we have one last point. Yes, be compassionate, show compassion without getting in the weeds, without actually taking on what they're feeling. You can use great phrases like, may I give you the same advice as I would my sister or my brother? May I talk to you as I would my best friend? And they'll always pay attention to that. Show compassion. You can say things like, gosh, I hate this for you if they're going through stress. I wish I could just wave my stress-free wand and take this off of your shoulders, which is part of my job, getting this job done for you. And 30 days from now, you're going to feel so much better because you're going to be in your new home. You're going to be all unpacked, and you're going to be just absolutely ecstatic. You've got to have those conversations to move forward. So show compassion without getting stuck in the mud. And I'm going to get to premiere. So. I'll let you wrap. Yes, or, 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 or reframing it, uh, show emotion without being emotional. You know, listen, Mr. Brooke or Mr. Seller, I'm sorry that you're in the situation that you're in. You know, I'm sorry that you got transferred and basically you're going to be, you know, in a situation financially where you're going to be losing all your down payment. I hate that for you. I really, truly do. Uh, but let's move forward and let's get this, you know, uh, taken care of so that at least the house is sold and, and it's one less thing for you to worry about and you guys can concentrate on where you're moving next. So you guys need to learn, and this is very difficult. Very difficult, especially if you haven't been in the business for a long time, any business for a long time, is the idea that you need to have a barrier up so that you don't have your own emotional energies sucked dry because they'll do it. A lot of agents will do it. Buyers will do it. Sellers will do it. Loan officers will do it. Everyone will try to basically be like an emotional vampire to you. You've got to build up walls without the same, at the same time without losing you, your humanity. So show emotion without being emotional. It all comes down to scripts. So you can listen to somebody's problem for a little bit, but you're not doing them any good just to hear them bellyache about whatever the damn problem is. Your job as a professional is to take control and then move the conversation towards the accomplishment of whatever their particular goal is. So without then basically ending up talking about their health. And look, I'm going to pivot here and and wrap today's call and, and 
make sure you guys are very clear. Avoid being a complainer. I touched about this uh, the other day, and I touched about this uh, on this uh, a second ago. Don't talk about your health. Don't talk about the market in any negative way. Don't talk about your life in any negative way. Don't talk about anything in any negative way. Don't bitch on Yelp. Don't bitch about the president. Don't bitch about politics. Don't bitch about the weather. Don't complain. Because when you're a complainer, you're going to attract other complainers, and complainers, if you think about it, are just losers. You do not run into successful people that are also complainers. They do not coexist. Learn from what other successful people do. They don't complain because they know that complaining just brings in other complainers, and then complainers bringing in other complainers, basically you're in a downward spiral, and those are not, that, those are not the same energies that you need to be successful. You can't have a mindset of service if you're a complainer, right? You're not going to make any money if you're a complainer. So one of the best things you can do, the greatest gifts you can give for yourself is don't be a complainer. And then if you have complainers in your life, which you do, make sure you weed them out. And if when you get customers who are complainers, which you will, remember to uh, show emotion without being emotional and keep your emotional barriers high. I don't know how many of you guys watch Game of Thrones, but the visual I had in my head when I was talking was the great wall that's supposed to keep you know the, the big monsters out. I, again, if you're not watching Game of Thrones, you just think I'm crazy. But build a bigger wall than that in your mind just to keep – uh, the complainers and the negative folks away from you and just focus on being of service to other people. Guys, that is where you're, you're always going to find your greatest strengths. That is where you're always going to find your greatest energies. That's where you're always going to find your greatest happiness, your greatest levels of success when your dominant energies every day are focused on being of service to other people. That's not just something we say. It's something we live by. So, guys, it works. It, and read biographies, watch movies about successful people, you will see that they definitely live by that vibe. If you need me for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Hey, guys, listen, anytime for anything, whether you're an enrolled coaching client or not, ask for help if you need it. You've got to make this your best market ever. You've got to make this the market that basically, you know, the, the, the year that you basically look back upon and having said it was your greatest year ever, or at least the launching pad for what will be your greatest maybe 10 or 20-year period of your life. Make that happen. It's up to you. No one can do it for you. I can't do it for you. A book can't do it for you. A movie can't do it for you. Some extraneous company selling you leads can't do it for you. You have to basically be willing to take the action, do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. If you've not yet completed your real estate treasure map, start there. It's all laid out in front of you with the real estate treasure map. If you need me for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day, guys. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.